everyone. Welcome back to Podcasting is Punk Rock. Josh here. So I'm just walking through the corridor of my new office and studio. So it's outside of the house again. First time in a couple of years that I've had a dedicated space. So I'm talking into my phone at the moment. And I'll do an update on the studio and how I put it together in the future once it's actually ready. But I'm in the main room now. So I've moved from the corridor into the main room. And it's funny because I guess the question I see most on social media is what microphone will help me deal with this particular sound or environmental issue? And as someone that's owned, gosh, probably 15 to 20 different microphones, thinking that there's some golden microphone out there that can deal with everything, my sibilant voice, performance issues of guests and myself on the mic as we were learning, having so many different people come in and use the space, which is about to start happening more now that I've got a dedicated studio again, looking for that unicorn microphone. And what I've worked out is dynamic microphones can help a little bit. They can deal with certain environmental problems Just due to their lack of sensitivity in comparison to a condenser microphone, for example, as long as they have the same polar pattern, that is. So let's say we're talking about a cardioid microphone. I'll let you Google that and I'll put a link in the show notes for what that is. Other than the fact that they're just not going to pick up as much noise because they're not as sensitive, so noise that's happening further away has less chance of making it into the microphone and overwhelming the voice. The thing that I keep telling people, and no one wants to listen, and I'm not sure why, except for people that have actually done it, is the best way to deal with things like reverb, flutter echoes, all the things that can happen in the room, because nothing can stop a dog bark or a truck going by unless you're in a mostly soundproofed environment. The thing that can deal with in-the-room problems, or at least reduce them, is audio treatment. And it's like I'm saying go out and spend 50 grand. Go out and build a a whole studio. And it's funny because I get pushback from people that are spending hundreds of dollars on microphones and churning through thousands of dollars worth of gear over several years. And some of those problems could have been solved just by implementing some basic audio treatment. So I don't have all my audio treatment up in here. There's pictures on both my personal Instagram account, at Joshua C. Liston, and on at Dead Set Pod, with, I guess, stage two of my audio treatment. So I'm just going to move, and I'm going to sit in the middle of this area where I've got most of the audio treatment now. So I'm going to talk louder in the room to try and get as much echo as I can And I'm going to move into the middle of this area. So I'm still talking, 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 I'm still talking. So all up, maybe the audio treatment in this area is probably six to $800. And I'll move out of the area now. So what I haven't done, I'm not going to run any processing besides leveling on this file and I'm not going to run any D-reverb. So now I'm moving out of the area, just so you know, I was sitting on a couch and then I'm moving out of the area, out of the area, out of the area. So I've got 
eight premacoustic Broadway panels on the wall. There's two large couches in that area, three area rugs and the carpet, and four large DIY panels that I made myself. So they, I think, cost about $70 Australian, and they're just sitting on little stools so I can move them around because I don't have the curtains set up yet. I'm not sure where I want them eventually. So realistically, for the majority of you, you don't need that. I probably could have DIY'd all the panels in here for under $500. And obviously there's your time involved, but it was really fun getting to design the panel, do the measurements, go to the hardware store, try and explain to people there and also the fabric store what you were doing and just looking at the blank looks on their faces like, what is audio treatment? What are you doing? And this is before OnlyFans, but I'm sure it's probably a similar look to young, attractive people when they go and buy some kind of LED lighting from a shop. The person's thinking, oh, yeah, you're doing OnlyFans. That's what this is. It's fun to make them yourself and it makes more difference than anything else, in my opinion, to the internal space of the room itself. And when it comes to intelligibility, I think reverb and delay is the thing that makes the voice the least clear. If you have a reverb level, and I'm walking back into the area now, the only real reverb I'm getting in here, I can hear it's bouncing off the roof. So there is a flutter echo in the top two corners, and I can hear something right over to my right, which is coming off one of the back corners and the back wall. But I am only about 70% done here. And I remember in my old studio, the impact of the theatre curtains on reverb in the voice range was pretty incredible. So I will be posting another audio clip for you guys to listen to once the last bit of treatment is up. But this area now, with only a small amount of de-reverb, would become a pretty decent sounding independent audio recording. So I would encourage anyone that's out there and you're getting pushback yourself, when someone asks for advice or maybe from a co-host on the show or someone involved in the program that you're making, oh, why would we do that? Can't we just buy better microphones to fix that problem? I think if you get stuck looking for the golden solve-all microphone, you're going to over the length of time, whether it's a microphone or maybe it's an, a plug-in, unless in the future the AI in these plugins and the machine learning is just so advanced that we could record inside, you know, a water tank and it will fix it for us. We're certainly not there yet and I can't see that happening in the foreseeable future. I think you'll save money making treatment for yourself now. You don't have to buy it. There's hundreds of videos on the internet of people making different kinds of panels. 80% of what they're doing is the same and doesn't take anything beyond the most basic carpentry skills because if it did... I would be screwed. I would actually right now be laying underneath four panels that have fallen on top of me if I needed any level of skill to make them. So don't let that intimidate you. But start by making a couple. Don't put them on the wall. Don't fix them to anything. Don't hang them off the ceiling. Just go buy some really cheap little stools and just make like a little enclosure for yourself when you record and then maybe pack them away in a cupboard or stick them somewhere when you're not. And really, they can make any room sound that little bit better too. So if you're debating microphone or expensive plug-in, 
for reverb and echo related issues in the room versus physical treatment. It's fun. And I think at the moment, the treatment will work better. Righto, guys, I'll talk to you soon. My name's Josh from deadsetpodcasting.com. The show you're listening to is Podcasting is Punk Rock. I failed really to get angry today because I'm so excited to be back in this studio. I don't think I'm going to be angry for at least a couple of weeks. Until maybe two weeks from now, I'm sure that the big tree out the front, the council's going to spend three days chopping that down with a chainsaw. <laughs> That's just what seems to happen where I live. As soon as you go somewhere, the council decides it's going to do a major project right outside your studio. Righto, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.